It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Carolina Panthers offense has finally hit rock bottom. And boy, if they haven't, buddy. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow our show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. And I know here live on YouTube after the game as the Panthers fall 16 to 13 against the Chicago Bears, it says X. I'm not calling it that. It's Twitter. So follow me on Twitter at Julian Council and either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get in your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions for this upcoming Wednesday show. This episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Price Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. The Carolina Panthers 13. The Chicago Bears 16 as the Panthers embarrassed themselves on Thursday night football before the entire nation on Amazon Prime. Al Michaels, I don't know why you're doing this to yourself. Thursday night football is an abomination. The Carolina Panthers offense performance is everything, everything that Thursday night football embodies. And let's be honest, the Panthers playing like that on Thursday night football makes all the sense in the world. The Carolina Panthers offense has hit rock bottom. I, You would think... And I sincerely hope that they have hit rock bottom after this loss. They had 213 total yards of offense in a game in the National Football League. These are professionals who only were able to muster 213 yards of offense in 12 first downs for the second week in a row. In the first half, they failed to reach 100 yards of offense. They had the lead at halftime. With 93 yards of offense, the Bears had 205 in the first half. This has to be rock bottom. It has to be. And it's honestly insane that we're even here considering the Sam Darnolds, the Baker Mayfields, the Kyle Allens, the Will Greers, all of the trash we've had to shovel for the last five-plus years of David Tepper being the owner here, all of the false hope, the lies, the deceit, that this, this is rock bottom. With Frank Reich, who has won a Super Bowl as a coordinator, 
Not the play caller, but as a coordinator in the National Football League. A guy who has played and had one of the most remarkable comebacks in football history. That this offense that he helped put together with Thomas Brown, with Parks Frazier, with James Campen, with Sean Jefferson, with Deuce Staley, and everyone on this offense coaching staff with that much of NFL experience can be this bad. That they went out and got DJ Chark, and they got Hayden Hurst, and they got Miles Sanders, and none of them have done anything to warrant the amount of money that they are making. And yes, go ahead, throw Scott Fitter under the bus, because he's probably going to be the one to get fired for this. And you know what? Rightfully so. And I, you know, if you listen to me, you know I don't like saying that, because I get it. These guys are rich. They got all the money in the world. It can dry their tears. Scott Fitter spent 20 years to get this opportunity, and it sucks that it's going to be ruined because Matt Rule had no business having control like he had of an NFL franchise. And that Scott Fitter, unfortunately, in the scouting side of things, has really missed on the drafts. It sucks, but he's going to be the one who has to eat this one. Just think back to a Thursday about five years ago when the Panthers gave a 50-burger to the Pittsburgh Steelers, a game that David Tepper left embarrassed having worked there, not really worked there, but been a partial owner, how embarrassed he was. And he never let that go, which is why he fired Ron Rivera four weeks left in the 2019 season. He's going to be embarrassed by this. And you just saw him fire the soccer coach on Tuesday or whenever the hell it was, Wednesday, losing track of days. He's going to be embarrassed by this and likely fire Scott Fitterer. But Scott Fitterer is not the one who wanted Miles Sanders. That's Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley is the one who wanted to pay a running back when that's an asinine thing to do in the NFL. You know, it's Sean Jefferson who wanted Jonathan Mingo. It's Frank Wright talking about, oh, yeah, DJ Chark. We want to work on his whole route tree. Wasn't even out there tonight. Hasn't done anything for him. Hayden Hurst hasn't done anything. Yeah, Fitter's messed up the drafts, but a lot of the players on offense that have been inept, that have given absolutely nothing, are what this all-star offensive coaching staff wanted. This is who they wanted. These are their guys, and that's what they put up. 213 yards and 12 first downs against the Chicago Bears, who are another embarrassment to the National Football League. You've got to be kidding me. After watching Kyle Allen and his tiny hands fumble, and throw the ball to the other team constantly. That is better than this. P.J. Walker, better than this. Teddy Bridgewater, who couldn't lead anyone. He could not lead Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Marvin Harrison, Sr., Jerry Rice, Orlando Pace as a left tackle. Couldn't lead any of those guys on a last-minute drive, and that is better than this. This is an abomination. This is offensive to all of offensive football that that coaching staff with that amount of experience is putting up this product and that those players are doing the same thing because they're not absolved from any of the blame. But understand, we spent all offseason being told and talking about how great this coaching staff is going to be, and this is, this is the byproduct of that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I just, I cannot believe that we are here, as I'm saying. I'm incredulous. Oh, I just cannot understand how this is even possible at this level. I'm sorry, y'all. I mean, appreciate the 83 people here live with me now uh, at 1210 on Friday morning here Eastern Standard Time after the Panthers fall 16 to 13. I just, I've seen enough. I, I've had it. I'm just so tired of 
this team being this bad. I'm so tired of the Hornets not being able to get players with any damn sense and never winning and playing no defense. Um, I'm just so tired of it, of this city having to watch all these bad teams and that we are su- we're stuck. We're stuck with the Panthers because David Tepper is going to continue to make mistakes. He has failed with his head coaching hire with the soccer team twice now. He failed with his first head coaching hire with the football team and Matt Rule. He failed to hire the coach that he should have hired in Steve Wilkes. And the guy that he went out there and got, Frank Reich, things have not worked out. They're 1-8. and eight. So it looks like he's failed yet again with a coaching hire. And his first general manager that he hired looks like that didn't work out. No, go look at the soccer team as well. The sporting director, who was an agent that had no experience in MLS, no experience in putting together a team, probably somebody who needs to also be removed from his position if they ever want to move forward. And we're stuck in this city with two of our major professional sports teams with that guy as the owner who has made this his pet project. When David Tepper decided that he was no longer going to be there day-to-day with his hedge fund, Appaloosa Management, and decided that he was going to put all of his attention into Carolina Panthers, that was the day we were doomed. That was the day. So unless there's going to be some sort of scandal or something like that, then I just don't really know how the Carolina Panthers are going to get out of this until David Tepper just figures out how to run an organization, how to get the hell out of the way and hire the right people and let them do their jobs. Because Frank Reich hasn't done a great job. I'm meeting with him every Tuesday. And stressing him the hell out clearly has not yielded to any wins at all. Oh, sorry. (laughs) They won one game. But it hasn't yielded to anything this year. That's on David Tapper. That's on Frank Reich. That's on the entire staff that has failed Bryce Young. Failed him. You look at what's around him. I mean, Kirk Herbstreit, he went, if anyone understands how good Bryce Young is, it's, it's Herbie who watched them the last two years in college football and saw how incredible Bryce was and then gets here on Thursday Night Football, which I don't know why Kirk, even wants to do this he's getting some of the worst games but he's getting money so yeah I guess that's why but man what you want to call the NFL that bad you want to call NFL games this bad Herbie come on man come on bro like you're 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 a college guy no one cares about your NFL opinions but except for this one I do he looks out what the Panthers have around him he's like damn damn Bryce Young, he had Jameer Gibbs. That was basically it last year at Alabama. He had John Mechie. He had Jameson Williams the year before. Um, but, man, he's got nothing now. And that's on the coaching staff. That's on Scott Fitter. That's on David Tepper. They have failed Bryce Young. And until they're able to get the requisite talent around Bryce, I really don't feel comfortable sitting here and blaming him and criticizing him. Now, of course, Bryce is not Lily White. He's not absolved in any sort of criticism. He's not infallible. But come on. He's got Adam Thielen. That's it. There's no one else to rely on. The Bears had 10 sacks coming into the night. They had three. Like, <laughs> just, you can't make this stuff up, y'all. You just can't make it up. And at this point in time, at one and eight, nine games into it, eight games left to go. Frank Reich talking about no stat changes are forthcoming. Oh, they're coming. And it's really hard to argue against that at this point in time. And it's not really a matter of if, but when Frank Reich and his coaching staff uh, gets handed their walking papers and David Tepper once again is handing out severance packages for his mistake. So we'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers.
Price Picks is the most fun you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season because Lord knows you're not having any fun actually watching the games. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. And y'all, with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports leagues. Um, so, for example, LeBron James, you can have him and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 point combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. Price picks is really simple to play. You make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Let's tell you guys about the Jace case. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in emergency. You actually have a Jace case. Jace Medical makes sure you have medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. And now, Jace Medical now offers the uh, customiza- uh, customization for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medication that best fit you and your family unique needs. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J-A-S-E medical.com. Frank Reich's going to lose his job. Let's just, let's all be honest here. He's, he's going to lose his job. It's, it's hard to see how he's going to survive this. Now, when you look at the Panthers defense going into tonight, they gave up 16 points. They had only one touchdown drive they gave up. They played as well as you could have hoped for a team that missed J.C. Horn, who's now missed eight games. Shaq Thompson's missed seven games. Xavier Woods and Von Bell have both missed three games. Tonight against the Bears is the first time those guys have been back there together since week three at Seattle. That's how long it's been. It's week 10. Uh, Justin Houston's now missed two games. He's going to miss four games at the very least. Brian Burns missed with a concussion. Marquise Haynes made a season debut. He's missed eight games this season. It would be one thing if the Panthers offense was going out there and was just average, but they were losing a lot of games because the defense was banged up and was just bad. That would make sense. Like You could live with that. It would be unfortunate. Um, you, but you would have a reason. It's like, okay, there's an excuse. It's just they're injured. Like, there's an excuse. But on offense, there just isn't an excuse at all. There really isn't. Like, yeah, Brady Christensen going out for the rest of the season. Didn't see that one happening, of course. Uh, Austin Corbett being out, that obviously hurt them for the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, that wasn't really a shock. Maybe it was a little bit worse than I uh, think people would have hoped or maybe expected. Uh, but aside from that, where are the excuses for the offense? Where are the excuses for Miles Sanders? Okay, the groin, sure. Um, I'll give him that. But the run game as, as a whole hasn't been good. Even if Chuba's looked at the best running back, it's not like he's gone out there and he's been incredible since taking over the number one duties there uh, in the backfield. Uh, the receivers, Adam Thielen's gone out there and he's done his job. What's, what's DJ Chark's excuse? I mean, Jonathan Mingo's a rookie. Okay, Terrace Marshall, what's your excuse? You you showed something last year, now nothing. Like, the scheme. Like, what what's the excuse for the coaches? They're the ones who wanted these players. 
They're the ones who talk about, oh, yeah, no, we like the wide receivers we have. We don't need Nuke Hopkins. We're not we're not interested in that. We're good here. Yeah, we can move off of DJ Moore, trade up, get Bryce Young. We'll, we'll be fine. Scheme has been terrible. You have Brian Baldinger on Twitter just laughing at it. You got Warren, whatever, that, the mustache dude. I can't remember his name. You got everyone out there just absolutely mocking the Panthers offense, wondering what are they trying to accomplish here? Like, what is it that you do here? Like, there's no excuse. Like, had the offense... Been healthy like they are for the most part. Been average, and the defense would have just been the worst in the league because of the injuries. Then you could make an argument for Frank Wright coming back, just saying, okay, it was, the defense got injured, and those guys come back, they're healthy. They make some other signings in the offseason. Okay, everything's fine. But when you have a coach like Steve Wilkes, who is from here, actually from here, he's the actual homecoming story. Um, when you have a guy like Steve Wilkes who understands what this team means to this community – and understands what it's like to win around here and what it takes to win around here. And when he's able to do that, to turn it around, to get people to feel some pride back in the organization after it had been sucked away for two-plus years of Matt Rule and David Tepper running this thing into the ground, when he gets in the 6-6, six and six, has him on the precipice of being a playoff team, and has the entirety of the team on his side, is able to find an identity. A defensive coach was able to find an offensive identity where the offensive coaching staff has not been able to do that through nine games so far this season. He was able to do it in three weeks. Against the not even three weeks, two weeks. You had the Rams game where he wouldn't let PJ Walker throw the ball over the line of scrimmage. The next week after that, said we're going to run the ball. They found an identity in two weeks. We're nine games into this, ten games into the ten weeks into the season, and they have yet to find an identity. Steve Wilkes able to do that. So when you had an opportunity to bring in Steve Wilkes, keep him a defensive head coach who understands what this organization means, understands the true meaning of keep pounding and has talked about protect the bank and has fans fired up and really believing and thinking, okay, not and not everybody was on board. I understand. I had people say, oh, it's going to be Ron Rivera 2.0. Oh, God, how terrible that would be to go back to the Super Bowl, have a coach who took you to the playoffs four out of five years. Man, the worst coach, the best coach in franchise history. That would suck to have that again, especially when you've had this. Man, what morons you were, anyone out there who was like, oh, I don't want that, especially when you look at what this is now. So when you decide to pass up on Steve Wilkes because you want an offensive coach and you were drooling, it was just disgusting, drooling all over yourself for Ben Johnson, for whatever reason, Shane Steichen didn't get hired here. I don't know what happened with that, but you land on Frank Reich. You talk about experience, getting a coaching staff together that can help you develop a rookie quarterback, and you have all that experience in-house. And then when they come out here and they put this onto the field, I just don't see how that ends up with them coming back for another year. I just don't. I really don't. And it's unfortunate. You know, this is Frank Reich's last opportunity to be head coach. Maybe he shouldn't have got this opportunity in the first place. I wanted Wilkes. Anyone who listened to the show knows I wanted Wilkes. There's plenty of you out there who wanted Wilkes. I'm sure there's people out there lying right now who didn't want Wilkes, who said they wish they had Wilkes, or said they that they wanted Wilkes. Like, we know that's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, when you're David Tapper and you're sitting here and you pass up on that, you talk about, I want this experience on the staff, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and it goes like this. I just don't see how they stick around after this year. I really don't. Don't know what the case would be. Patience. David Tepper's not patient. Y'all, we and y'all as fans, me as someone who is a fan of the team, but also covers the team. I, I'm not patient enough to sit here through. I've seen enough for the really. I've I've seen enough. It's not going to get any better. Thomas Brown. Y'all wanted Thomas Brown. 
<laughs> Give up play calling, Frank Reich. We want Thomas Brown. Yeah, that's going to change the fact that the O-line can't block. The receivers can't get open, can't catch the ball. That was going to change so many things. And, like, I have someone, and I appreciate all the people who listen. I have someone like, oh, Amir Smith-Marset, congratulations, has the first positive return of the season. Because I've been someone being like, this guy, like, what is he even doing back there? Just fair catch. Don't even try to run the ball. And you saw later on in the game had a terrible return. Like, the guy's done nothing other than not fumble the ball. Uh, when it comes to returning, great return tonight. Give him a lot of credit. Uh, I have someone being like, oh, we've got to see him on offense. He gets out on offense, and he has a offensive pass interference penalty. So that was his contribution to the offense tonight. Aside from the punt return, which technically is special teams. I there's just not the talent on the roster. And don't know what was I just I, I laugh because I I said it then, I'm saying it now. I thought it was the right decision because well, why F it. <laughs> You're going six. Gotta try and mix something up. It's not like they're gonna fire anybody. Uh so why not? Allow Thomas Brown to be the play caller. There's all this talk about he can be a future head coach and all that. And they think that he's a smart, bright guy. He helped put together the offense. So why not have him be the guy who talks to Bryce Young, works with Bryce Young? Makes sense. But yeah, the offense is still bad. It was never gonna change. And I and Thomas I said it then too. Thomas Brown's lucky. He's lucky that Frank Reich was the one calling plays the first six weeks, taking the bullets. Because had Frank Reich not been the primary play caller and had it been Thomas Brown, his ass would be getting fired tomorrow. That's how it would work. He would be the one getting fired. Now, Frank Reich said there's no staff changes forthcoming. We'll see what happens when you meet with David Tepper. Now, maybe not coaching staff changes, but general manager changes, feels like that's probably coming. Feels like it's probably coming, and we're getting to the point where just an overall organizational teardown feels like what's the next step here as this team is one and eight they came out of the bye thought that there was a chance to maybe start winning some games here lost last against Indianapolis I mean looked terrible in the win against Houston but hey got to drive when it mattered most and then today against a bad Bears team rock bottom Dallas comes to down next and that's and that's another thing think about San Francisco last year and how that game went Looking at that stadium, just the overall vibe. Dallas next Sunday is going to be worse. Just like the Niners fans, they travel. It's going to be way worse, and they're going to kick the oh God. I wish I could curse. They're going to they're going to they're going to beat the hell out of this team. That's not a curse word technically. Uh, it's FCC allowed. Um, yeah, it's going to be even worse next week. And then coming out of that Dallas game at one and nine, what? <laughs> We're going to keep doing this. You're going to keep trotting out that staff. Is Fitter going to keep his job still? It all it feels over for everyone over there on uh, 800 South Mint Street, except for the guy who is responsible for all of this, and that is David Tepper. So, again, the Carolina Panthers lose 16-13 on uh, Thursday Night Football. Oh, by the way, I forgot to talk about that field goal kick at the end of the game. I suppose we can talk about that when we come back here on Locked On Panthers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Briefly, at the end of the game tonight against the Chicago Bears, it looked like the Carolina Panthers were going to pull another rabbit out of the hat like they did a couple weeks ago in that Texans game. Been over it a couple times here on the show uh, against the Texans. Um, of course, they had that 16, what was it, 15 plays, 16 play, 85 yard, yeah, 15 play, 86 yard drive that killed the final 6-17 of that game. The Panthers had 244 yards on the day. So you subtract 86 yards, they had 158 yards total heading into that final drive before they went down the field. Thought it was actually beautifully played, uh, called, um, beautifully called drive by uh, Thomas Brown. Love the execution from Bryce Young. Chuba Hubbard's able to get the rushing yards when they needed it most. And they went out there, made the kick, and got the win. And, you know, they played Sweet Caroline. People were feeling good about themselves for the first time since uh, mid-January when the Carolina Panthers won a game against the New Orleans Saints in similar fashion, walking off after a dreadful offensive performance. So we looked at that, we're excited, but also understood the offensive performance was bad. And tonight, throughout the game, Terrible offensive performance, but oh man, might they find a way to go down the field, win this game? And they converted multiple fourth downs. Bryce Young was doing everything he could, and that's part of why I can't really blame Bryce Young for what's going on here in Carolina, because he did everything he could. Took care of the football, still had some bad throws, missed some things, you know, took some sacks and all that, but he went out there and he competed, and he gave the team a chance to at least take the game to overtime. Then we get to fourth and ten, and... Frank Reich decides, you know what, instead of trying to go for it on 4th and 10, let's go ahead and just kick a 59-yard field goal. And on one hand, I honestly, I don't blame him because, well, hell, look at who he's got on the offensive us on the offense. Look, look at these, who they got to throw to. Now, these are the guys that they wanted, uh, but look at what they got. So, you know what, they're not very good on offense. So maybe, maybe we should go ahead and kick a 60-yard field goal or 59-yard field goal. But then you think about it, too. It's like, okay, Eddie Pinheiro, career long is 54. Eddie Pinheiro doesn't have the biggest leg in the world, and it's widely known, like Chicago, Soldier Field, one of the toughest places to kick in the NFL. Like, this ain't Denver where the ball's just going to fly. Tough place to be able to kick in the league, just with the winds and all that. Just like It's like the stadium's like right on Lake Michigan. So, <laughs> it made no sense, and I it's... A beautiful ending, considering, okay, well, thank God the kick didn't go in, so that we didn't have to sit here and keep watching this mess and have the false hope that they're going to go to overtime and win. Like, a tie may have been more befitting to the situation of tonight, but really they deserve to lose when you put up 213 yards on offense and 12 first downs. But it just goes hand-in-hand with everything that we've seen. Just the ineptitude on offense, burning that timeout, not even having a third and fourth down play ready to go, which is just, what? What are you doing with your four-minute, two-minute offense that you're not able to figure... 
And then your decision at the end of the day is like, hey, let's go out. Let's kick the field goal, Eddie. Good luck. You're our best player. Go. Let's go. Go. Go help us out, Eddie. Go get those points. Just, yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell, man. You have a muff punt by the Bears that gives you the ball at the Bears 40. On first down, Calvin Throckmorton holding. So you got first and 20. On first and 20, you have a completion to the outside that's called back because Mir Smith-Marset gets an offensive pass interference. So you're looking at first and 30. And on first down and 30, what do you do? You run the football. First and 30, they run the football. Now, the Panthers did end up converting um, from first and 30 uh, by way of a reception from Tommy Dribble, but also two holding penalties by the Bears and converted that into points. So, okay. But that just gives you everything you need to know. First and 30, run the ball. You're down. It's like a second and 16, and you have three guys running curl routes. <laughs> the the Adam Thielen screens. It's just, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing? And I just don't see how it's going to get any better this year. And I, I hate to be – I don't even know if I'm being the bearer of bad news. I feel like you all are right there on the same page with me. And I, and I – Try to be as honest with you as I can be, and I try to find the good if I can in this team. I just don't see it. I really don't. And, you know, hell, at this point in time, like David Tepper kind of owes me. <laughs> owes me a new coaching staff and general manager search because I know y'all are not going to be watching this show. After, after Once now, this moving forward, I know that the listens are going down, the views are going They've already been going down. I, I know the audience is about to be gone. So at the very least, that dude owes me something come the offseason to talk about because, damn, this sucks. Uh, but I appreciate the 138 of you that are here live with me at 1232 a.m. on Friday, November 10th here Eastern Standard Time, Friday morning. Happy Friday morning to you. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I got nothing else to say. I really don't. I came up here and just typically I have a lot of notes and tonight – I have my only notes were offense. It's a new low, 213 total yards, 12 first downs. And then I don't see how Frank Wright keeps his job. <laughs> that, those are my notes. Typically, I have a, a long notes page of what I saw from the game, what I wanted to talk about. And I, there's nothing. There's nothing more to be said. Offense hit rock bottom. They're one and eight. They're going to be one and nine. I don't see how Frank Reich survives this. I don't see how Scott Fitter keeps his job. And he's probably the first one to go. Um, but it's inevitable that he's gone, that Frank's gone, the entire offense coaching staff's gone. Maybe the defensive staff can come back. Uh, they'll be under contract, so wouldn't be surprised if that's something that David Tepper tries to do. Maybe a Gerald Vero gets a job. Um, I don't know if that solves anything, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, but the problem is the owner. So fire anybody you want, but as long as David Tepper is doing what he's doing, Hard to, hard to see anything changing. So, yeah, I'm depressed. Can't believe it, guys. Caitlin Clark put up 44 points tonight at Spectrum Center, and I was here watching this game. I miss Southern Charm for this. All right, this is going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, uh, make sure to subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube. Thank you to 146 people that were live with us right here and all the other people that also were here throughout the night uh, to check out the show. Again, I'll still be live after every Panthers game about an hour after the game. Um, check out the podcast where we listen to your podcast. We're on Monday through Friday, uh, free and available everywhere. And be sure to follow me on Twitter. Not going to call it the other name, um, where every Wednesday throughout the rest of the regular season, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me. Go ahead and send those questions in to me now uh, with your uh, questions, your thoughts on the team, and I'll get to them on Wednesday's show. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole as always. Keep pounding and be happy. You don't have to watch the Panthers on Sunday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.